Welcome to Create Your Own Light, where we harness our past, we embrace our future, and learn to conquer the roadblocks along the way together. I'm your host, Travis Howes. Let's get on with it. This episode is brought to you by YourWelder.com. YourWelder.com is an online directory of mobile welders. Whether at your home or at your industrial processing plant, we come to you. Our community of mobile welders can repair anything from the neighbor's mailbox that you just backed into or the cat bulldozer sitting on your job site. YourWelder.com is a directory of highly skilled professionals willing to help you on your job site on your timetable. YourWelder.com screens all of their welders using tools like photos from social media apps such as Instagram, Parler, and Facebook, even face-to-face meetups. YourWelder.com was built by actual industry welding experts who actually perform this type of work on a daily basis. And here's the best part. They're veteran-owned and operated. So go check them out at YourWelder.com. And also feel free to check them out on social media where I'll include their links in the show notes. I want to start this episode off with a question right out of the gate. And let's just kind of see where it goes. So my question is this. If you had everything that you ever wanted... Would you be happy? And would it be enough? To me, that's the million dollar question. I, um, I've had a point in my life. I've, I've worked very hard my entire life, my entire life. And I had a conversation with somebody this morning and and when I was on the treadmill at the gym and it just made me start really thinking it was actually an Instagram conversation and you know who you are. Um, so I appreciate the conversation this morning. Um, it just made me think that I will never, ever be satisfied, nor will I ever be happy with what I have. And I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Actually, I know it's not a bad thing because it keeps me hungry as fuck. And I love being hungry. I love being challenged and I love waking up every day knowing there's more out there for me to experience in life. There's something out there for me to go get. I've always had a hard time relaxing. I've, I've always been that way because I've always realized the value of time. And it, it just, it really upsets me when people don't understand or they don't appreciate the, the time that they're given. And when they take that time for granted and they do nothing with it, it gets under my skin. Um, I'm not saying you have to be foot on the throttle your whole life. I'm not saying that you got to be climbing mountains every fucking day. But man, to wake up in the morning, to have an outlook on the day, to be focused on something, to go after something, to have some kind of goal in mind, I don't know, it just gets my juices going. It gets my blood flowing. It makes me feel alive. And when I don't have that, that's when I feel dead inside. I was riding my tractor the other day, and I was on my farm, and I was sitting there ripping trees out of the ground. And as much as I love my farm, I'll be honest with you. I'm honestly over it. Um, It gives me a lot of peace. I haven't, I haven't put this out there publicly yet. Uh, But I had a conversation, like I say, this morning with somebody who asked how my farm was going. And I admitted that I was, I was kind of over it. And my message was this. I'll read the message to you. I said, I'm always chasing something. I'm not sure what it even is anymore. I don't say it on the podcast, but I'm over my farm, kinda. I'm always looking for something else. It never seems to be enough. I just want new things in life. I suppose that's why many folks are never happy. There's just so much to see and there's so much to accomplish out there. How does one become okay with what they have, which never seems to be enough? And that would... I wrote that and and I was just being 100% transparent and honest. And I said, you know what? I've never talked about that on the podcast because I talk about my farm being my happy place, right? And I have to make it appear that, hey, I've made it to the mountaintop and these are the steps that you need to take to get there. But the truth is, even when you get there, you're looking for another mountaintop. It's just never enough. And that old saying, complacency kills, it's so true. Complacency does kill you. I don't understand how, how, how do we get to a place in life 
to where we're just like, all right, I'm going to take my foot off the gas. And now I'm just going to really enjoy what I have for the rest of my life. And I'm not going to try anymore. And I, I honestly, I try to do that, but it drives me fucking crazy. I, I try to get to a point. I actually, I've, I've done it many times. I'll get to a point. And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to be happy with what I have in life now. And I'm going to coast the rest of the way because I've grinded my entire life. But to be honest with you, the thrill is in the grind. It really is. When I look back at my life and I look back at the things I've done, you know, a lot of people I've heard say, damn, Travis, you've done so many things at such a young age. What Can you not keep a job in this? Fuck no, it's not that. It's I'm not satisfied. I'm never satisfied. I'm always fucking hungry. And I'm, what I'm hungry for is, I don't, it's not even, um, I think what I'm hungry for, it's constant accomplishment. I am constantly craving the growing process and growing and becoming something more than what I was yesterday. And I think a lot of people out there are like that too. And I think that we find um, the mundane aspect of life. That's the most challenging part. The challenge is not, for me, challenge is not um, a new obstacle or a new hurdle. Challenge is me not having that obstacle, me not having that hurdle, me not having something to go out there and fucking conquer. I need that in my life. And it keeps me thriving. It makes me feel alive. It gives me focus. And I think that so many people that once had that in their life, when that's missing, they're lost. And I and I certainly know that I was lost for many years when I didn't have that in my life. When I when I didn't have that team atmosphere. And I think this is also why a lot of a lot of folks in the military, um, in emergency services end up killing themselves. Because you go from having these uh these very impactful professions to feeling needed on a daily basis where your teammates need you, the guy and the girl to your left and right need you, and you need them. And then when you don't have that anymore, you just feel abandoned and you feel left out in the cold and there's no real purpose anymore. And once you've experienced, I can't explain it, but once you've experienced that close-knit dependability on one another, when you show up to work and you know that person has got your back, life or death situation, and you got theirs, man, there's no other, there's no connection. I've never felt a human connection so strong than looking at another grown man in the eye knowing like, hey, we're walking into this situation that we may not walk out of, but I'm all right because I'm there with you and you're there with me. And let's go get it. And when you don't have that anymore, when that's no longer a part of your daily routine, man, life is just boring. So that's when we got to go create things. And for me, it was extremely hard when I left the fire service, the police world, the military, you know, and uh, luckily for me, each profession that I chose, I was able to go into a similar line of work. But when that line of work ran out, you can only do that so many times. And then when that line of work ran out for me after my injuries, it was hard for me to... uh to feel like I really mattered anymore. And then, you know, that's why I thrust everything that I had into stand-up comedy. And when stand-up comedy, I talk about this in my book, I felt that sense of belonging. I felt the sense of purpose. I, I was good at something. I, I, I was getting, making a living, getting paid to do something I really enjoyed. And I never felt like it was work. And I thrust myself into this thing. And I've always Anything I do, I'm 110 miles an hour until I burn the fuck out. And that's what happened with me many years later. I was on the road constantly, 43 weeks a year for consecutive years, six or seven years straight for that many, that many weeks. And then I just, I reached burnout and it would be like a police officer working four days and three days, three day shifts, four day shifts, and then working off duty shifts every day of the week. And he's constantly in that uniform seven days a week or the firefighter or the EMT paramedic who is working 24s, 48s, and then all of a sudden they find themselves working 48, 24s because they're picking up every time over every overtime shift that they can pick up. 
And after a while, you reach burnout phase. And, and, and I've done that with everything I've done in life. I go so fucking hard, and I think that's why I've reached that with my farm. It's not that I don't like it. I'm just kind of over it now. And I'm, I want something bigger, and I want something better. And a part of me, when I hear myself say that, that sounds greedy as fuck. But complacency kills. And I think once we get satisfied with what we have, we fall into a normal mundane routine. And then when you fall into that normal mundane routine, there's no excitement in life. That fucking heartbeat, it's just its just circulating blood, but it's not pumping it. You know the difference between your blood circulating and your blood fucking pumping. There's nothing like... I haven't had this in many years. And, and, and I guess that I'm at an age now where I'm okay with it. I'm all right with it. Like I'm okay if I never see another another uh, traumatic event or a traumatic if I'm never exposed to anything. I know that there's a great possibility that that will happen in my life. I'm not running from it. But I'm also not out here fucking looking for it anymore. I don't want to be the first on scene anymore. I've had more than my share of that. But I can tell you this. If you've never literally almost pissed your pants out of fear because like hey, this is this shit's getting hairy. Man, you don't know what fucking blood flow is. And there's a lot of people out there who think that they've lived on the edge. And they and it's kind of like, man, if you've never been in a situation where you, you literally think, hey, I may not fucking make it out of this thing. You haven't really lived. And I think that's why so many people that are in the lines of work that, that we come from, when they get out of that line of work, Man, life, honestly, it does feel over. But I'm here to tell you, you can recreate that heartbeat, you that blood flow, that blood pumping. You just got to use your imagination. And, and that's what I've been able to do, fortunately, is I've been able to keep the heart not just circulating, but I've been able to keep that motherfucker thumping because I'm always finding new obstacles. You know, and I... I set out to build my fence on my farm. This sounds stupid, but it's like I, I, I do little things like this. And people ask, they're like, man, that's like well, you've heard in previous episodes where I talked about my friend Randy asking, like, why are you doing that? Well, dude, it's to keep my mind preoccupied so I don't go fucking crazy sitting here and feel like a worthless piece of shit. Would I rather be out? Um, I can't even say that I'd rather be out hiking a mountain, man, because I, I love the, the peace that, that my farm brings me. And I hope this is making sense. It's making sense as I'm saying it, but I never go back and listen to this stuff. But I built almost a mile of fence by hand, and I could have hired people to do that. Granted, that would have been very, very expensive. But it was a challenge for me, and it, was, it gave me a purpose. It gave me something to do, something to look forward to, something to preoccupy my mind. I threw my back out in the process of doing it. And it took me off my feet for over a week. And I could barely walk for over a week. But it's the day, the fucking day that my back was better. I went back out there and threw up another 125 feet of fence by myself. No help. Because that's the stuff I got to do to feel alive. Um, I don't understand like how, how folks just sit around all day. And the reason I started it out, if you had everything that you wanted, would you really truly be happy. And the reason I asked that is because I have a friend that, that is in that situation. And I have a friend that has everything that, that, that he wants. And he's, um, I can speak about this because we have the conversation. All right. We, we've had this same conversation and he's lived a fast life at a young age and he's doing very well for himself. And there's no thrill in life for him anymore. We've, we have spoken about this. And it's like, well, where's the excitement going to come from now? The excitement, there is none. And I feel like that's a complacency issue. If you have no excitement in your life, it's a complacency issue. Because you can create your own excitement. I don't have the answers. Travis Howes cannot tell you what's going to excite you and what's not. But when you get to a point in your life, I don't care how much fucking money you have or how broke you are, there's something out there that can get your blood flowing. You got to figure out what it is, in, a, in a, hopefully in a, in a healthy and safe manner. Um, I think I think most driven people 
are, I wouldn't say um, adrenaline junkies, but I say I would like to say, think that most driven people are just never truly satisfied. And, and that's why they, um, why they do so many different things or they press so hard on certain issues is because they're so focused, they're so driven. They don't want to sit around and, and waste five minutes or ten minutes. They can't. I see, I see these, me- these, not memes, but pictures of people on Instagram relaxing on the beach and they're like, oh, needed this vacation. And I'm sitting there like, what a waste of a fucking day. I'm sitting there seeing somebody with their toes in the fucking sand and, and it seems all fine and good, but I'm, I'm, I'm like, you don't get that day back. And maybe that's what that person needs, which I'm not knocking anybody for their lifestyle, but that would be very, very hard for Travis Howells to do because I see that as a day that I can't be get back and that I need to be productive and doing something. And maybe I have it all fucking wrong. Maybe I need to spend more time being lazy and and less focused on trying to accomplish things. But I get inside my own head when I when I take too much time off. And honestly, I think I'm like a drug addict. I'm I'm constantly chasing a high that I know I'll never ever get. It'll never satisfy me. I could go out tomorrow and buy a ranch three times the size of the one that I already own. And for, for a little while, it would be fun. But after that, after I've conquered that, then what? You know, it's always going to be more. I know I'm not the only person like this. I, I know that um, not by a long shot. There's a lot of people out there who are extremely motivated and task-oriented people. And if they don't have a task, they're they're losing their fucking mind, right? And I, I just feel like I'm different than a lot of people. And I'm okay with being different. Um, I'm actually proud of being different. I love being different. Um, I've never tried to satisfy the status quo. Uh, I always like standing out on my own. Uh, I, I teach my kids it's okay to be different. And actually, it's, it's fucking better if you're different. Because don't be a goddamn sheep. And don't try to live your life to a standard to appease other people. You do the things you want to do in life because you want to do them. You be exactly who you want to be and fuck the rest of society. Don't surround yourself with people that you're constantly seeking approval from. I feel like you're really cheating yourself out of a good life by doing that because you're never going to be enough. Those people are always, somebody's always going to be talking shit behind your back. You're never going to be enough for some people. So that's why you got to be happy with being who you are. Um, that's one thing I'm extremely excited about being older. Now, when I was younger, I'm not going to say I wasn't always like that. When you know, because I think at a younger age, we we do seek other people's approval. I had somebody the other day talking about building their resume. They're like, I want to build this resume so I can submit it, and it made me fucking hurl. I was like, Oh my god, you want to you want to try to convince somebody on paper that you're a great person and that they're going to love you. To me, that's, that's what that is. And I look, I think we all know it. Travis Howells, I'm a shit talker. I'm not a corporate um, 500 person. I'm never going to be sitting across from a table asking a motherfucker for work. Um, I'm never going to be in an interview in a room, being interviewed for a fucking job. That's not me. Um, Look, a lot of people, I'm not knocking people that, that have jobs. That's just that, that I'm not saying that's a horrible thing, but I'm not, I'm just not that person. I'm not built that way. Um, so when this person was telling me that I started really thinking, I, I always think about freedom, right? I always think about how free we really are. And when this person was telling me this, I was like, are you really free? And my answer was no, because you're not free of anything. You're not even free of judgment because you're sitting in judgment of somebody on the other side of a table from you or on the other side of a computer from you. You're a great person. I know this person. They're very extremely talented person that would be very good at the job. But the problem is the person sitting across from you may not be convinced by what you have on paper. And that's what a fucking resume is to me. Um, I'm big on living your life as free and unencumbered as possible. Now, I don't, do I think that there is a such thing as real true freedom? No, we're all bound to this. I'm not trying to get government like um, 
be like a conspiracy theorist here, but we're all bound to this fucking government. You never have absolute freedom. And a lot of us chase money because we think money's going to buy us freedom. But I've seen people also where they're more encumbered because of money. So I don't necessarily think having possessions is the answer. I don't think having, you know, the, the most lucrative business in the world is, is, is the correct answer because I do know people that have some of those things and they're not free by a fucking long shot. I don't know where that sweet spot is. Um, but I do know this. I had a conversation with my dad about homeless people. I don't know how this came up. I, maybe I was driving. Uh, you know, I think that's what it was. I was driving the other day and this, and there was a homeless man at the light and we started talking about it. And I, and that's exactly what happened. And I told my dad, I said, you know what, man, some of the most free people I've ever met when, especially when I was a cop, I used to meet a lot of homeless folks or homeless people. Some people are homeless because they want to be. And there's not a lot of that. I mean, not majority of them. Um, but there's, there's some people out there that are homeless because they want to be, because they don't want the encumbrances that society offers. They don't want to be a part of it. They just want to be left the fuck alone. And they just want to rummage and and ask for money. And if they have enough to get dinner, they're fine. If they don't, fuck it. They'll eat out of the fucking garbage can. I've met people. I've met very sane, intelligent people when I was a cop that were homeless. And I've asked them. I was like, what put you here? And they said it was my decision. And I was baffled. I remember I met this guy in the woods behind a food line grocery store one time. And I remember when he was speaking to me. I'm not an intelligent human being. All right. This motherfucker was intelligent when you could hear it when he spoke. I'm street smart. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm dumb, right? But I did grad. I, I was second to last in my high school class. Look, let's call this shit what it is. But when he was speaking to me, I could tell like, Hey, this, this man, he, he's not a, a dumbass. And I, I don't, this was so long ago, but I, I remember specifically asking him, how did you become homeless? And he said, by choice. He said, I got tired of the rat race of life. I got tired of the stress in life and I just couldn't take it anymore. And he says, I've never been happier. And, and at that point he was homeless for a few years. And, um, I don't remember the rest of the conversation, but I remember that conversation sticking with me. And I was thinking, wow, this man is living in the woods behind a grocery store. Hey, we're throwing out groceries at night. Um, pretty smart play. But he was as happy as he could be. <clears throat> Think about all the bullshit we put up with in life. All the stress that we go through in life. I can tell you right now, 90% of the stress in my life has always been financially. It has always been um, finances. It's always been worrying about things that I can't control. And I try to be better about that. I try to be good about that. Um, but it's it's about worrying about the future for your children, something we cannot control. Now we can control a little bit of it to an extent. Like, look, I don't want to be a dumbass and go put my family in debt. So it puts my kids behind. Um, we can, we can be in control of it that way, but there's a lot of things that we we're not in control of. We're not in control of inflation. We're not in control of the tax laws that are coming down the pipe. Like for people, like I've always been into having investment properties and stuff like that. Well, I'm not going to sit here and talk about all that, but um, I'm not in control of all the tax laws that come out on the books every time a new president comes in and it changes all of that and it changes everything that I've done to try to put my family in a better situation. Um, I'm not in control of that shit. That's what I'm getting at. How much freedom do we really have? And are we creating our own freedom or are we creating the illusion of freedom? Because that's... Let's be honest. I think that that that's what all this really is. It's just an illusion. You know, they say we're the we're the me and Randy talk about shit all the time. We're the freest country in the world, but we're the country that has the most laws. And every time there's a new law created, they don't take away another one. And Randy said that the other day. And think about that. We're the freest nation in the world, but we also have the most laws. And we never take laws away. We only add laws. So how free are we really? I think a lot of people lack confidence in themselves, not not putting people down, but 
I think they lack confidence in themselves and their ability to go out and do better for themselves. So what they do is they put a lot of hope in the system, this bullshit system that constantly holds people back. So without getting too in, into it, I've, this is going to ruffle feathers, but I don't give a fuck. The school systems are designed to turn us into workers, right? School systems aren't designed to turn you into uh, into leaders. School systems are designed to turn us into followers, right? They tell us when to take breaks. They tell us uh, when we can eat. They teach us all these things that the, that transfers over to the workforce. They don't really, if you ever notice in, in, in school, unless you go to a um, uh, like accounting program or something like that, they don't teach you about finances. And that's one of the biggest things is they don't want you to understand finances. They don't want you to understand how money works because if everybody really, truly understood money, truly understood how powerful it is, understood that money is just a fucking tool, if they understood how finances really work, nobody would really need to work for anybody because we'd all have our own thing going, right? We'd have... We'd have bosses everywhere, and everybody would be their own boss kind of thing. Granted, you know, it would, you have to have what the system that we have, you have to have that because if everybody was a boss, there'd be no workers, right? So the school system is designed to create more workers, less bosses. Now, obviously, people go to college, they get further educations, but unless you're really going into the finance world, where do you think people are taught finances? They're taught finances by their parents. And most people's parents are fucked up when it comes to finances. Nobody's parents has it figured out unless they're financial gurus, right? But most people learn their finances from watching their parents over the years. Um, so what I'm getting at is the school systems turn us into dependence. We depend on getting a good job. We're always taught that. Get a good job. When you get out of school and my mindset couldn't be any fucking further from that. I'm like, create something for yourself and versus punching a clock for somebody else and making them wealthy. And I love talking to people about this stuff, obviously off of podcasts, because you can spark fires in people, man. Everybody has it. We all have it in us. We all have the ability to go out there and do something for ourselves. The problem is most of us, from what I've seen, the doubt controls us. The fear of the unknown controls us. And the reason I'm talking about this right now is I recently had a conversation with a very, very good friend of mine. And I'm so proud of him because he called me up one day in a panic. And he's like, Travis, or he texts me. He said, Travis, can I talk to you? And I stopped what I was doing and I called him. I was like, what's up, bro? And he said, look, man, he goes, I'm having a hard time at work. And without getting into it, they were forcing him into doing something that he wasn't comfortable doing. And they told him if he didn't do that, um, that they would have to put him into a different position that paid half of what he was making. And he's my age. And he goes, man, I don't know what I want to do. I feel like if I don't do this, they're going to put me in that position because they know that I'm going to leave the company because I can't afford um, to stay with the company if I'm taking a, a pay hit like that. And I told him, I said, bro, I said, we had this conversation five or six years ago. And I told you five or six years ago, in five or six years, you're going to be in your mid-40s and you're still going to be working for somebody else, punching their fucking clock. They're going to be telling you what to do and you're going to be making them wealthy. And what are you going, what are you doing for yourself? You owe it to yourself to be able to call your own shots. And he's just like me high school educated, and I'm sure there's a lot of doubt there because you always hear, got to have a college degree. Man, let me tell you something. Wipe your ass at that fucking college degree. I've seen a lot of people. My best friend in this fucking world ain't, hadn't even been close to college, and he is beyond fucking successful if you want to look at finances as being successful, right? That's your goal. What I'm saying is this. There are more, than, more ways to skin a cat than one, and... I told him, we had this conversation. I said, dude, if you don't do something right fucking now, in five or six more years, we're going to be in our 50s. And you're probably not going to be employable because, one, you got all these younger kids that are going to be coming out of school. And they're going to be able to do the work that you're doing now for half of what they're paying you. And once your bosses realize that, you're up the fucking road. And then who wants a 50-year-old? 
to, to come in. You see, I remember growing up and I would hear people in their late 40s and 50s are like, I can't find work. Nobody wants to pay me because guess what? We have more responsibilities in life and that requires making more money. If you're always accepting what people are willing to pay you, they got you by the balls. You create your own fucking market. You create your own demand and you create your worth. Don't let another motherfucker tell you what you're worth. Now, in my former professions, I never considered those a job. Being a firefighter, being a cop, being a Marine, I knew that those didn't pay shit. I didn't go there for the pay. We always said we went there for the profession. We made our money on our off days. And most firemen that I know, that's where they make their money. They own businesses. I ran fucking limousines. I owned a limousine company with five limousines that I would run from the fire station. That's a whole nother story. This is some of the stories in my book, but, uh, I was running a full-time limousine company and that's where I made my money. The firehouse is where I fucked off. We had a lot of fun and we got to help people, you know, and that was, that was never a job to me. That was a lifestyle that I'll never be able to explain, but I'm hoping that you hear the message that I'm trying to convey to you is this. I hope that you know that you're better than what you give yourself credit for. Every single person listening to this should understand that. You're so much better than what you think you are. You can accomplish so much more than what people tell you. And when you start listening to people about what you can and can't do, what you should and shouldn't do, that's when you know you're hanging around the wrong fucking people. You need to be around the people that can help you, who can encourage you, who can help guide you and give you some kind of positive guidance, man. I can't tell you the the negative fucking people that I've been around my entire life. Negative people that tell you, tell you that you can't, you shouldn't, why you shouldn't. You always hear, everybody always becomes a professional real quick and something they know nothing about because what it is, is they're so used to self doubt that they cast that self doubt on you. This podcast is about creating your own light. I'm not always going to talk about mental health stuff on here. Granted, I've talked a lot about that. But I also want to fucking motivate people because I, I see so many people get caught up in the trap and the trap, the trap is that mundane nine to five, same bullshit day in, day out, underappreciated. You do everybody's fucking job for them. And while some motherfucker that you don't even know who runs the whole show is sitting back and getting fat because of your hard work. And that could be you. Now, if that's not you. Chances are you just have too much doubt and you got to rid yourself of that. I'll tell you what I have a hard time with. I have a hard time personally. Um, I have a lot of downtime during the day, which is why I'm at my farm doing all kinds of crazy shit all the time. When I'm not on stages teaching classes or doing comedy events or doing keynote presentations, man, I'm, I'm 43 years old. Most people my age are still working. And I'm off every day. That's the hard part because I have no human connection. I have nobody to sit down and have lunch with. I have nobody to sit down and talk to, to have a conversation with because most fucking people are working. And that's the hard part for me. That's the part that gets extremely lonely for me. And maybe that's why I'm constantly 150 miles an hour. It's to keep my mind preoccupied because when I have time to think, I spout off dumb shit like this, like I've been talking for the last 32 minutes. I, I don't I personally don't believe that the key to happiness is wealth. I don't personally think the key to happiness is having all the money in the world because I've seen it both ways. I've seen the happiest poor people and the most miserable rich people. And I think that the key to it is finding the balance that works for you. I don't I I, I one time one time I saw um an interview and and it was th- this reporter interviewed or this, this journalist, whoever the fuck it was. He, he re- Damn it, I can't talk. He interviewed like 10 men over 100 years old. And he asked what their outlook on wealth was and money. And almost every single one of them said it wasn't worth it. And saying say chasing money and, and not enjoying your time was the biggest regret that they had. And it just made me think, at what point do we stop and realize nothing matters more than our health and our overall wellness? Because we spend our entire lives, some of us, chasing chasing wealth and chasing money, and then we spend the rest of our life 
chasing our health. And it should be the other way around. You should spend your entire life being happy and doing the things that you enjoy. Granted, I understand we got to make a living. You got to keep the lights on. But there are some people out there who all they do is chase money. Because that's all that matters. And I think a lot of times that, that comes down to a control issue. Um, but at the end of the life, I don't think they're, they're, they're sitting there worrying about how much money's in their pocketbook or their fucking bank account. I think if you look at, I had this conversation with somebody the other day. If you look at all the days that you spent doing nothing and being unproductive and sitting there with your toes in the sand, maybe that makes you happy. I don't know. But if you sit around and you spent a lot, a bulk of your time being unproductive, um, let's say 10 years, 10 years of being depressed, 10 years of, being um, so anxious that you don't want to leave the house. That's why I say when you get in these things, we'll talk about this as part of the mental health portion of the podcast. When, when this gets like this, when it gets like that, you can't let it control you to the point where you don't have a fucking life. Because before you know it, 10 years goes by and then 10 more years and 10 more years and 10 more years. And then you're on your deathbed. And then you look back and you think, man, if I had all those days to go back, if I had to do over again, but guess what? You don't get to do that. You don't get to do them over. So that shit that's going on inside of you, that pity party that's going on inside of you, the man, this happened to me and man, I don't like people in society. Look, I'm speaking for myself. I have to force myself every single day to go out in town, but I don't want to, but I do it because I'm not going to sit around here and look back on my life one day and say, man, if I just had one day, if I had one more day on this earth, well, boy, what would I do with it? I do everything I wanted to do. And that time's coming. So why not go ahead and do the things we want, regardless of the circumstances surrounding it? Another big one is you hear people, you'll hear people say, well, we're waiting um, till the first of the year. We're going to do this. We're going to wait on uh, at later in the year. We're going to do this. People, what people do is they're waiting for the perfect time. And I got news for you. There is no fucking perfect time. There's never a perfect time to do anything. There's only right fucking now right now this is the perfect time is right now because 10 minutes from now your ass may be asleep for the rest of your life waiting for the perfect time who says that somebody who doesn't understand the value of time i'll tell you that's who says that that old saying don't put off until tomorrow what you can do today there's a reason that saying exists if there's something you want to do go get after it Stop making excuses. I think that's a big that's a big reason why we put things off because we're afraid because we don't have the answers and we know that there's a there's a chance we may not accomplish the thing that we wanted to go accomplish. So what we do is we just talk about it. We make ourselves feel better and then we just put it off. And that's cowardly as fuck. Have more self-confidence in yourself. If there's something you want to do, go get it done. You know what? Go fail. I've never not learned anything from failing. I always, always, always learn something every time I fail. Failure is not a bad thing. Failure can be very, very beneficial to you. Failure can pay off for you years down the road. You may, you may fail for five years, six years, seven years straight. But on year eight, It'll pay off for you. I live my life constantly telling myself I refuse to be conquered. And that is true. If there's something I want to do in life, I do it. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I just do it. And I make it fucking happen. And I know if my dumb ass can do that, then every single one of you listening, if there's something you want to do and there's something you want to go conquer, go fucking get it. Whatever obstacles, whatever hurdles are in your way, climb them, jump them, swim across them, do whatever you got to do, but do not let it conquer you. I refuse to be conquered. I do the conquering. And that's that mindset that I have to have going forward with everything that I do. And it's worked for me. I can honestly say at 43 years old in life, I'm not the oldest man, but I'm not the youngest spring chicken either. I do know this. At this point in life, 
I know I have accomplished everything that I've ever set out to do. There's not one thing that I have not accomplished that I wanted to accomplish. And that's not bragging at all. That's me trying to motivate anybody who's listening to this who has any kind of self-doubt that they can't do something, that you can. I come from absolutely fucking nothing. And I've never been handed a fucking hand up or a leg up, a handout, whatever. And I've fought and clawed for every stupid little thing that I've ever fucking earned in this life. And you can do it too. I get passionate about this because I don't like seeing people beat down. I don't like seeing people feel like they're inadequate. I don't like seeing people feel like they can't not do something. And it's important for me because I'm raising two little daughters and I have to fucking conquer everything I do. People say failure is not an option. Look, failure is always an option. Failure will present itself. What failure doesn't have to be is fucking permanent. Failure is never permanent with me. I refuse to let it be permanent. I will keep pushing and I would encourage you to keep pushing too, especially if you have people that depend on you because they see that they see when you push, they push and they understand they can get up and you can motivate them too. One of my biggest fears is to let my children see me not be able to accomplish whatever I set out to accomplish. Because that sets a precedent on them. Like, hey, we can just give up when a shit gets hard. This world is brutal as shit. I know that they want us to be soft. They want you to be soft so they can control you. That's why they want to be soft. Or they want you to be soft. So they can push you around. And that's exactly what's going to happen in this world. Unfortunately, the world's changing so quickly that our children, when they grow up, it's not going to be the same place. It never is. And I'm, I'm afraid of my kids getting pushed around and not being able to take care of themselves and not being able to fend for themselves. So it's important while I'm on this earth, I show them how to do that. So let me ask you another question. What are your goals And if you're not meeting them, why are you falling short? Why are you falling short of your goals? Is it because of self-doubt or is it excuses? There's really only two options there and you got to pick which one it is. Do you doubt yourself or are you making excuses as to why you can't go accomplish whatever it is that you want to accomplish? And the beautiful part of that is you hold the key to it. Nobody else. Once you realize that, you can take that key and you can unlock that self-doubt. You can unlock those excuses and the sky's the limit for you. I remember sitting in a Barnes and Noble with my mother 14 or 15 years ago when I started stand-up comedy. I had yet to go on stage and I knew that I wanted to do stand-up comedy. I just knew. I didn't know how. And I think that's part of the thing is most people, they know what they want to do. They just don't know how. And my advice would be, Just go do it because you're never going to have the answers you need. You have to throw yourself in to doing everything. I'm still learning with this podcast. I didn't know how to do a fucking podcast. I'm the dumbest bastard on the planet when it comes to technology. And I said, you know what? I got to figure it out. I just got to start doing it. But I want to tell you this because this is important to me with comedy because comedy, I don't know if I publicly said this or not before. I I never intended for comedy to be anything other than just something fun. Okay. When I was a fireman, I wanted to do it because I was at a point, um, where I thought it would be beneficial to me. It would give me, um, something to look forward to because I was in a bad, bad fucking place after my friends were killed in that fire. I claimed nine of my guys and I needed something desperately needed something to look forward to. Um, so I wanted to do comedy now back then the internet, I mean, it was still, it was around, but social media wasn't like it was today. Uh, It was harder to get booked on things, but we got to talk about just getting started. I remember I was at Barnes and Noble with my mom in West Ashley on the West side of Charleston. And I bought a stand up comedy book from Barnes and Noble. And I sat down with my mother and I go, I'm going to make it in comedy. And I don't know how, I don't know what's going to happen. I was like, but I'm not just going to be a guy that does a couple bar shows and and quits. I'm going to make a living doing comedy because it's what I want to do. And my mother said, you think so? I said, I know so because I know me. Well, I couldn't have been any more right about that. 
I knew to, I knew fucking nothing about comedy, and I'm not going to get into the horror stories of of how cutthroat that business is. I'm not going to get into all the backstabbing that goes on, but I'm going to just tell you right now, the hardest profession that I've ever experienced in my life is stand-up comedy. It is the most brutal, just dick-in-the-ass business you could ever imagine. And I'm talking shit-talking, buddy-fucking, um, people going behind your back, people trying to ruin your fucking careers. I mean, you got to deal with a pitfall of shit. So it's not all what it seems. And granted, I didn't become a household name. That was never my intention. I didn't want to be that. I never wanted that. I wanted to be a full-time fireman and then a part-time comedian. And I wanted my part-time job to just be comedy while I was running a limousine company, mind you. (laughs) So I won't get into the long and the short, but here's the... The inversion is this. I had a very fruitful career in comedy, extremely fruitful. Looking back, I could not have imagined the places that that profession would have taken me. It took me all over the world. I never thought I would be on TV. I never thought that I would be on Sirius XM radio. I never thought that I would have made a fucking comedy album that would hit the top 10 of top 100, right? This isn't me boasting by any means. This is a guy who just believed in himself who thought, I'm not going to let every other critic or every other naysayer tell me what I can or cannot fucking be. I'm going to tell myself what I can and can't be. Nobody else is going to do that for me. Nobody else is going to be that have that much power over me to tell me what I can and can't do. Now, over the years in that business, I ran into people who were super helpful. And then I ran into people who were fucking roadblocks, who tried to um, tried to hurt me on a personal level, on a professional level. Um, But I never let that steer me from what I was able to to accomplish. Um, In my mind, I was very successful because I set out to do what I wanted to do and I, I accomplished that. And then I did even more than what I set out to accomplish. So I'm still doing comedy, but... I just choose to do it on a more private level now. I don't just because I'm not in comedy clubs every fucking weekend like I used to be doesn't mean that I'm done with it. Um, I've put it on the back burner for now because teaching these courses post traumatic purpose is more um, it's it's more special to me. It has more meaning. But I was able because of my mindset alone, I was able to go into one of the hardest professions in the world and 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 have success with it. Um, and I'm proud of that. And I use that as a template in my life anytime something gets hard now. I look at the adversity that I went through. I look at the milestones that I had. And I'm just like, you know what, man? You you can do it. You can do this. Because we all look, we all have doubts. Look, I, I have doubts. I constantly have doubts. The problem is I don't live in those doubts. And I've done enough um, in my life. I've, I've overcome enough doubt to give me enough confidence to keep moving forward. And that's what I recommend to people. When you start doubting yourself, that's when you got to dig deep and you got to overcome that doubt and you got to show yourself you can do it. And that's what helps build confidence. And the more confidence you build, the less doubt you're going to have later in life. And you'll eventually get to a point where you don't doubt yourself as much. You'll doubt situations, but you won't doubt yourself. And that's what I'm at now. Like I see things where I doubt situations, but I never doubt Travis house. Because Travis Howells has never let Travis Howells down. And that just isn't going to happen. I'd like to ask, and hopefully everybody listening to this is exactly where they want to be in life. They're happy in life and they're making progress. And they Look, we're never going to have all the answers. But what I'm tr- hoping this episode will do is reach that person that may be sitting there doubting where they're heading in life. Where, if if they can accomplish the things that they want, um, the ones that are feeling hopeless and left out and they feel like there's nothing, nothing out there for them. I'm hoping this will reach them on a different level and I'm hoping it will spark a fire and motivate them to take a, take a good look inside themselves and believe in themselves and understand that no matter who you are, where you come from, what your situation is, what your education level is. You got it. And you can do whatever it is that you want to do.
no matter what your goals are, there's no reason you can't reach them. I mean, there's nothing you can't become. And the beauty is you have the power to do all of that. And I think what a lot of folks unfortunately do is they wait for somebody else to come along and make things happen. And life just doesn't happen that way. Anything you want in this life, you got to create it. Unless you're some fortunate motherfucker that gets everything that they want and just dumped in their lap, hand over fist. I mean, that's few and far between. But for most of us, we got to create it. You create your opportunities. And you recognize opportunities when they come your way. And don't be afraid of them. Don't make excuses. Everybody does that. We can talk ourselves out of anything. If we give ourselves enough time and enough doubt, we'll talk ourselves out of anything that we should do. And I I think the opposite. I believe we should talk ourselves into things. And I'm hoping that just even if just one of you listens, because we get a lot of folks listening to this, and I'm super proud of that. But I know we're not not a hundred percent of us aren't going to be where we want to be, right? Um, there's going to be somebody out there that is going to reach on a different level. I know that, and that's what I'm excited about. This episode isn't meant to reach every single person that downloads it. There may be some that shrug it off. There may be some that are like, "Man, this motherfucker's crazy." This episode's meant to reach those who have been doubting themselves. And who are wondering if simply if they can or if they cannot. And if there's even 1% of cannot inside of you, then that's going to be the outcome of it. You got to rid yourself of that cannot. And I don't know how to do that personally. I just know that I, I, I don't use that word. I don't. It's not even a question if I can or if I can't. It's always. I can. I know I'm going to do this. And that's the mindset that you have to adopt if you want to do something. So go get after it, my friends. Stay motivated. Keep that positive mindset and go kick some fucking ass this week. You deserve it. Now go get it.